because of the way the universe is created, we each of us live in two worlds at the same time. We have to live in the outer life of our own bodies and the inner life of our own souls. Hello and welcome to Living the Inner Life. I'm your host, Chris Sheridan, and I want you to join with me on a discovery process of looking into our inner lives and our thoughts, our feelings, our experiences, our beliefs, and how all these influence the way we experience and interact with the outer world and other people. Now, one of the ways in which we interact with the world is through government. Governments to provide services, to provide security, to do the things that are too big for each of us individually. And a lot of these have to do with infrastructure, roads, air traffic control, military, things of that nature. But the things that sometimes we ask a government to do, some of these things may be more better left to us, to ourselves. Maybe we know better. Maybe we can do better than a government can. When we try to change behavior, if you want to change sentiment and make people nicer to each other, these are very human things. They're not well suited for government. Now, one of the experiments we tried, I believe it was in the 1920s, was prohibition. Apparently, there was a huge drinking problem, so much so, or at least it was thought of as being so big, maybe it was, that not only did we ask the government to pass laws, they actually changed the Constitution. They developed a constitutional amendment to outlaw alcohol. And what happened? Well, people still drank, especially those that had certain privilege, and other ones that were maybe in more rural areas that could make their own hooch and bathtub gin or things like that, which wasn't great for you. A lot of people got sick. Uh, but in some ways, more people drank because they were told not to do it. But the problem is that we asked government to make a law to change the Constitution, which is the law of the land, to forbid the sale, distribution, and consumption of alcoholic beverages. But there were speakeasies, there were bootleggers, organized crime flourished during this time, because if drinking was against the law, then everyone who drank were outlaws, and there was plenty of desire still for people in this nation and elsewhere to drink, to consume a lot of alcohol. Maybe life was difficult. I'm not sure what was behind all that. Maybe booze was cheap, uh, but it seemed to be something that was that bad or that important, that huge, that we couldn't do it on our own. We had to have government do it for us. And it didn't work. All right. Now, Prohibition ended, I think, in 1933, the year before Alcoholics Anonymous developed the 12-step program in a more formal way, which since then has been very, very successful in helping people quit the addiction of alcohol. But these are people who want it, not necessarily those who need it the most. Sometimes the people who need it the most want it the least. And it can only work, like many, many other things, if you want them, okay? You have to want to do something. You have to want to make the change. If it's quitting a behavior, whether it's alcohol or certain kinds of food, 
or other activities that aren't helping, aren't suiting you. And instead of making a law, you have to make it law in your heart. You have to make it the law of your land that this is what you want. And you have to rule over that. You have to enforce these rules and not ask somebody else out there to do it. And I think that's kind of at the root of our problem today is that we expect other people to do things for us that we should do ourselves. Okay? And we wait for that, this external authority or power to regulate our lives in ways that we should really probably be doing it ourselves. So whether it's alcohol or if it's unhealthy food. Yes, I think it's great that governments, the FDA, certain agencies have made it so that we require ingredients and calories and certain amounts of different components of these food substances to be listed on the nutrition facts part of every label, of every package. And the idea with this is that the companies that are producing the food products are telling us what's in it because we need to know that. And that's something I think is great for a government to be able to do because the government at this example is between the consumer and the producer of the product, the company that makes the food product to make sure that the people know what's going on and that the companies are honest about disclosing what's actually in these food products. And the idea is that knowing that we are empowered with this knowledge and we can make an informed choice. We can make a decision on what we choose to put in our bodies, what to buy at the store or not. And that's a form of self-regulation or in a way self-government. Okay. So we have these bits of information, uh, but sometimes a lot of us still don't make these decisions and enforce them on our own. We figure, well, if it's on the shelf, it's got to be okay. Or you don't know what the ingredients mean, haven't taken the time to do that and just assume that we're being taken care of, that these companies aren't lying to us and that our government is keeping tabs on them. And a lot of times, sometimes, that doesn't happen. Sometimes the lobbying interests of a company can get to the government agency and maybe skew a study or a report or grease the wheels in some way that what gets put on the shelf may not be the right thing for us. We can't just assume that just because it's legal or just because it's available for sale that it's actually okay. You have to do the research. You have to look into it. You have to become your own government agency, your own EPA in this instance, or FDA. I guess we're talking about food. Uh, so you have to talk with people. You have to do research and find out really what's good and what's not good. And not be so taken in by commercials and this whole advertising juggernaut that is really only designed to do one thing, and that's to get you to buy their product, okay? So they have an interest in making their product 
as you know easily accessible and as desirable and maybe something you can't live without or if you drink this soda your your life's going to be so much better if you drink this beer you're going to get the girl or the guy or whatever it is you want and that's not necessarily true and we know that from cigarettes cigarettes were advertised immensely in the 50s and 60s 60s is when the warning label came out and even in the 70s you know the marlboro man you have all these commercials you know you have this break it was billboards it was everywhere magazines so many advertisements for cigarettes and then people in the movies were smoking and on tv and it was just the american public you know a huge percentage of people smoked uh, in the mid 20th century and a little bit further until we realized more and more individually and collectively uh, this may or may not be a good thing and then we set up rules young people can't buy cigarettes until they're a certain age and then we limited the advertising uh, that's on tv that it got taken out of sports advertising they used to be huge in like race car events uh, that the cigarette companies you know would be painted on the race car and big banners everywhere and huge money because they had it and if you make a bunch of money in a company one of the ways you can spend it is on advertising so you can make more money so they made their products as desirable as possible and even though maybe we trusted the government to do the right thing they didn't really step in until enough people said enough is enough but do we have to wait for it to get that long do we have to let these disasters whether it be with a food or other type of product that's not good for us or even things like a disaster and maybe a small disaster in quotes we can deal with these things on the local level we don't have to wait for the government to swoop in oh they should just take care of this maybe we can take care of a lot of these things in our communities and in our society helping each other out helping ourselves out so we don't have to ask for help and use that help for the things that government help and power is better suited for okay and the same is true with our inner lives okay who's in charge who's governing our decisions who's regulating our laws who's legislating new laws how are we developing this power structure who's in charge okay who's representing you is it a smaller part of yourself is it a weak part a fearful part is it your inner tyrant that's running the show and all these better parts of yourself are terrified and can't speak up because of this autocratic ruler we have inside okay so that's something to take a look at you know everything that we think that our government sh could and should do for us in our outer lives say like in society in our culture all those elements are happening inside as well so if it's a health decision with food you have to be the FDA okay you have to look after your own best interests regardless of what the company or the government says you can take that information in but take it with one eye open okay one eye looking elsewhere like okay 
this is what they're saying. They're saying this is healthy and the government approved it, but really is it? Do I feel good when I eat it? Have other people said they get sick when they eat this thing? Um, we have to be in control. If it's alcoholism, you can't change the Constitution and expect people to, well, it's illegal, we'll stop drinking. There's a lot of things that are illegal that people do all the time. That's what crime is. Theft, robbery, anything like that is illegal. There's laws against it. They've already been legislated. They've been passed into law. They have other agencies to enforce these laws. There's other agencies that punish those who don't obey these laws. But they still get broken because we're not regulating ourselves. We're not governing ourselves. We're not in charge. We put it out there for somebody else to make things better for us. If we don't feel good, if we feel like a certain group is insulting ourselves or our group, then we want government to step in or big business to step in and squash the other voices. Okay, how much of that is within our control? Actually, a lot of it. We can determine what we take in, how things affect us, and whether we choose to be a victim or choose to be in power. Okay, we can have these things happen if it's some injustice, and I don't mean an illegal injustice, but more on the personal level, okay? You can't get people to like you through a law. You can't get people to say nice things to you only through force or intimidation, okay? You have to allow people to live and grow on their own, and you have to allow yourself to be in charge, okay? Be your own government. Set up laws, okay? If the laws of the land, the Constitution of the United States, were set forth by the founding fathers, the early leaders of this America experiment, this movement a couple hundred years ago, well, a little bit longer than that, um, they drew from philosophy, of ancient Greece, Democritus and Socrates and Plato and some of these ideas and ideals that Francis Bacon had in the 1600s that were set forth to produce like the Magna Carta documents and writings that have endured that speak to the best of what we can be, the best way we can be for each other. Okay, now these are ideals. These are set up there. They are in some ways pie in the sky, but they're, they should be bigger. They should be almost unattainable. All right. Otherwise, you're not reaching far enough. Okay, your grasp should always be less than what you're reaching out towards because then you're allowed to reach out further. You know, if you say the sky's the limit, you're never going to make it to the moon or beyond, okay? So we can't put these limitations. So when we're developing these governing principles, okay, within as well as without, we need to make sure that they are from good sources so we can rely ourselves on ethics, morals, values that we have 
ones that maybe have been influenced or introduced by other people. It could be great literature. It could be, again, you know, the philosophers, the great spiritual traditions of all ages, of all cultures throughout time, have all addressed these problems or these challenges that we face as individuals and as a collective society. And so much of it comes down to the individual. And I think we've reached a point, maybe we never had it. I don't know how things really were hundreds of years ago. You can read histories and draw from that what you will. But there seems to be, at least in this current time, such a reliance, such a really you're deferring the power to somebody else, somebody who's maybe not qualified or capable or an institution you know, that doesn't have the tools or the consciousness to deal with some of these things. A lot of these are really personal matters. And if you change something on the personal level, you can change it on the community level, the city level, the state level, the federal, the world. It can emanate out, you know, like a drop in a pond that ripples in these concentric circles going out and out further and further. It's amazing how much power we have as individuals. All right, a lot of things that have happened, a lot of big changes that have happened were not forced upon us. Nobody forced the country to move from landlines to cell phones. Okay, this technology was introduced, and at first it was expensive, it wasn't practical, there weren't many towers, uh, and it's, the service wasn't great. Um, there really didn't have a lot of functionality to it, especially for the expense. But as coverage increased and technology advanced, prices came down, and then more companies cropped up, which produced competition, and people adopted this. They weren't forced to. There was no legislation. But it seemed to, at some point, it seemed to make more and more sense to more and more people, and they could see the benefits of it, then it was worth it, and it really changed the way we communicate, at least over the telephone. Of course, the internet is another one. So many of these paradigm changes really happen at the personal level. And what's a collective but a collection of individuals. So there's huge power in that. But it wasn't a centralized, out there authority that caused the change. You know? And even some of the laws that have been enacted, say regarding cigarettes, they were driven by people's concerns and the needs of people who determined that this isn't good for them. And even though the CEOs of the companies and the government regulators weren't stepping in, people did on the personal level. So we have to turn within and find out how we can govern ourselves. Who's the top leader? Who's the president? Who's the ruler of this entire inner society that each one of us has? Are we deferring to committee? Do we have too many voices spending too much time hemming and hawing? Well, you could do this, but maybe you should do that. And well, but what does that mean? Maybe I won't get to do this. A lot of introspection is necessary, 
but you can get caught up like a committee, like a bloated government agency, and nothing really gets done. You can centralize that authority and have an autocrat, and this dictator, perhaps, may not work in your best interest. You can get hijacked or say a coup d'etat, an internal coup d'etat that you were taken over um, by a smaller part of yourself, a fearful part of yourself, one that reverts to base survival instincts, you know, if it's sexual or violent or selfish, you know, if that becomes the ruler, then that's going to determine how a lot of things play out in your life. Or can you elect or appoint, say, what used to be called a philosopher king? Somebody who is a strong ruler and has that authority, but also has that respect from the people. And I guess we're talking inner, all your inner voices, all these inner parts of yourself, this divided, or maybe not divided, but certainly um, having many voices. We have many different needs in our lives Who's in charge of all of them? Who have we put at the head office? All right, so think of a Socrates or a Plato. Think of uh, a great speaker or a poet or a musician or somebody. Well, musicians, be careful about the personality. Um, maybe you can be driven more by a great song uh, and have that be part of your guiding light. But what guides you? What's the Constitution? What are the values? What's the Magna Carta? Okay, what is your philosophy of life? And that's really what this is all about. Okay, your philosophy of life is like your constitution or the governing rules of the society, of your individual collective, if that makes sense. Okay, who's in charge? Elect somebody, elect that part of you that's the best. Even if it seems like these other parts these desires and fears and a host of other emotionally driven aspects uh, may seem to be in control right now. Make sure that they're not in control, okay? Bring the higher self, okay? This higher power within. Bring that to the forefront and have that determine what it is you do, what it is you say, and what you think, because it's on this level of consciousness that we can really have that much power over governing our own lives. Okay, so get the values, have your inner constitution, the laws and the rules, your bill of rights, okay, what you're willing to stand for and what you're willing to stand up for, okay? What are you willing to go to the mat and fight for? And what do you not willing to accept what things are illegal inside you, okay? Why don't you outlaw some of that negativity, okay? Why don't you have a constitutional amendment that legislates against pessimism and anger and hatred and victimhood and all these things that don't really serve you as well as a better set of values with a better ruler, Okay, so think of yourself as a small individual society with different voices, different needs, different desires, 
have them all work together, get them on the same page, elect the best leader you possibly can to drive who it is you are and what it is you do. Even if this leader is a spiritual figure, okay, a Buddha perhaps, then have that be the guiding light, but it's still you doing it, okay? So I know you can do it, I know I can do it, and a lot of times I don't feel like I'm in control over my life and my thoughts and some things that I do and I wish I could do better. And I can, and so can you. We have self-control, we have self-regulation, and we have our own self-government, a good government, the ideal government, the one we wish we had in Congress, we can have in ourselves, in our inner lives, and that will affect and change and improve our entire life, inner and outer. And we'll see you next time here on Living the Inner Life.